Now we're back to our very special segment, which we are going to be running over 10 episodes. And of course, it's our very special series for coaches and consultants who want to focus on how to promote themselves and their products using Twitter. Welcome to another one of our very special series that we're doing, Keith. Oh, you're very welcome. Isn't, this is just so cool. We're on to part five and we're really rocking now. We certainly are. What are we talking about today? I want to talk about scheduling, putting in place some automation that allows you to talk to a, a multitude of people all over the world when your market might not be in the town you live. Yes. Just speak about the automation versus live, because I know some people say, oh, you shouldn't be automating, you shouldn't be scheduling. But, you know, you and I both think quite differently. Just share a little bit more about how you can integrate both in, in your business. Well, obviously, I would imagine it's preferable to tweet live. You're real, you're there, you're engaging. But you're also a human being that needs to sleep and eat and look after your child and do exercise. And the most important thing, especially if you have a global vision, is that a lot of your followers and your clients might be awake when you're asleep and they may need information when you're simply not there. So by scheduling your tweets, you're spreading your information throughout the day so that you're, you're trying to cover all bases. 55% of my followers live in the US. I have more followers in California than the whole of Australia. Mm-hmm more followers in New York than Melbourne. So if I only thought of Australian time and tweeting live, there's about 87% of my followers, my potential clients that would just miss out on my information. Yes. So some very clever people over the last couple of years have devised these products, some of them free, some of them paid, where you can actually manage this sensibly and get that balance between being engaged as a human being, but also living your life. What are your thoughts on this, Amory? Because it's very important that we have work-life balance here, isn't it? I think so. And you know, one of the things that you mentioned, and I think this may be an aha for people, particularly if they're busy tweeting away, how do you know whether your audience is actually away? Because they may be tweeting at times where everybody else is, is in bed. Now, I know in last week's episode, Keith, you spoke about a couple of resources that showed you where or who's following you and whether they're retweeting you. Is that a, a tool that you can use to find out where people are located in the world? Um, or is it another tool that you're going to be sharing? It? There is an amazing tool. This isn't even in the show notes. And this is a bit of a surprise. Oh, <laughs> this is this is possibly my favourite recent tool. It's a site called tweepsmap.com. Again, completely free with an upsell if you want to get more stats. It'll tell you where your followers are. Now, I can tell you categorically that 13% of my followers are in Australia, 55% of my followers are in America, yes. 7% are in Canada, 7% in the UK. So using that intel... If I you know, was to say, well, 55% of my followers are in the US, I have to honour that. Yes. I, have to, I have to speak to them. 7% are in Canada, so that's the same time zone. 7% are in the UK. I have to at least consider what that means to me because yeah, it's a flip sure. side. Just in case you're not working on the global clock, it's almost impossible for me to talk to London because it's the flip side. I, I'm getting up there, going to bed. I'm finishing my dinner there, just starting their breakfast. Yeah, for sure. This is all part of the idea of statting, using the analogy of me standing on the top of the Empire State Building. Mm. You know, if you use that analogy in the social media space, you've got to stat it. You've got to know 
if I tweet at 7am, is anyone listening? Or should I give that up and go for a run and come back and tweet at 9 o'clock? Or sure. should I just give up the mornings and tweet after tea, after dinner? Or should I get up a bit earlier and tweet at 4am? Once you know the stats, you can make up your own mind. And there's an amazing site. I've been starting to use this recently. Again, at this stage, it's completely free. It's called Twerian. T-W-E-R-I-O-D. Now, I'm sorry that we've got all this techo language, but I'm, I'm chunking it down in special 10-minute sections so that you can do this. And what Twerian does is it tells you, based on your stats, what the best time to tweet is for you. Yeah, yeah. So it measures maybe your last 1,000 tweets or your last 1,000 followers. Obviously, if you've just started, it probably prorates them there. And it just says, okay, well, based on your stats and your followership and the amount of times you tweet, the best time for you to tweet is 7.07 a.m. on a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And the next best time is 8.15 a.m. every day. So there you go. You know, okay, well, if I get up a bit earlier, because I'm not a morning person, I might get up and say, okay, well, I'll have my breakfast early, and at 7 o'clock I might spend an hour on Twitter and chat to all those people that are there. At 7 o'clock at the moment, it's 2 p.m. in L.A., 5 p.m. in New York. So that's actually a pretty dynamic time. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if I waited till after dinner, everyone in New York is in bed. People in L.A. are starting to get ready for bed. Yeah, very important. And so once you realise that there's some certain times that you get your most retweets and, and, and people sharing your stuff, yet it's in the middle of the night for you, let's talk about some of these tools that we can yeah. really leverage to, to automate some of these tweets. If you do decide or you, the tools that you use say, look, you know what, Keith, and this did happen for a very long time, the best time for me to tweet for a very, very long time was about 2.55am. And I've got to tell you, I did try staying up that long. Wow. <laughs> I did try it. I tried it a few times. But 3 o'clock in the morning, I mean, very few people in the world are awake at 3 o'clock in the morning in their time zone. So I just had to resort to technology. So there's three sites I want to talk about. My favourite site is called Buffer, and I'll tell you about that in detail. And there's two other variations, one called Hootsuite, which most people have heard of, and a complete variation on that called Gremlin, which is almost identical. What Hootsuite and Gremlin do is they allow you to schedule tweets ahead of time, and they also have a dashboard that allows you to keep up to date with what everyone's doing. They're a great site. They have a variation on the free version. There is some free tools that you can use. And then I think for 10 bucks a month, you can get access to everything. And I'm going to ask you in a minute what you use. Mm -hmm. But I, I actually love Buffer. B-U-F-F-E-R-A-P-P.com. And I'll tell you why I love it. Most of the times when I was scheduling with the other sites, you had to physically punch in 8 a.m. Monday, 1 p.m. Monday. People would schedule out a day or half a day to do their tweets ahead of time. And I'm not very good at admin. I tried doing that, but I just never got round to it. But with Buffer, what it does is it allows you to tell Buffer one time, I want to tweet at 8 a.m., I want to tweet at 1 p.m., I want to tweet at 4 p.m., and I want to tweet at 8 p.m. Most of my followers are in L.A., so let's do that in L.A. time, and that'll pick up a few people in New York and London and Australia in the mix. And then every time you come across an article or you write a new blog, you just simply cut and paste and put it in your Buffer. It takes 10 seconds. It just remembers tomorrow at 8 o'clock, post out another tweet for you. Mm -hmm. It gives you stats on who's retweeted, how many followers they have. So there's a little bit of a tweet reach calculator there. 
and it's a very, very simple one to use. It costs 10 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. There is a free version, but it's very limited. And I think uh, as we stand, I've probably got my tweets going out probably for the next six weeks. Okay, yeah. So six weeks ahead of time, I know that I've got four tweets going out. So Buffer App is my favourite, but what do you use? I personally use Hootsuite.com and have used that for, for quite some time. I'm only using the free version. I did upgrade and use the paid version, and I think that was about nine ninety five, about $10 a month as well. But uh, I didn't use all of the facilities and the functions, of course, so I went back to free. Um, but what I do is I've got a VA and she's got about four and a half thousand tweets that I keep adding to. So okay. she just selects which ones that she puts out, she wants to put up there and she schedules those for me. So. And this actually picks up perfectly on the 10 to 1 rule. So for instance, if you've got 4,000 tweets, you've been accumulating lots and lots and lots of data, mm. years and years and years. And a lot of this stuff is what we call evergreen. It's universally acceptable in May, March, February, and December. You know, it doesn't matter what time of year it is, mm -hmm. this still holds true. So if you can pick 10 of those evergreen tweets and just have them sitting out there in random land, they go out throughout the day, scattered out in the Hansel and Gretel model, I call it. You're delivering little breadcrumbs. Mm -hmm. Once or twice a day, you can jump in and do a live tweet. Yeah, it's absolutely. The latest gig, your latest adventure, your latest show. And you're covering all bases. You're tweeting live. You're putting in new material. But you're also, and this is actually specifically the case for the coaching consultant speaker market because we have lots of information that we're very passionate about, which is evergreen, yeah? It certainly is. For these 4,000 tweets are relevant today as they were last year and will be next year, yeah? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I love the way that you've said you do a balance of each, you know, be there live, also schedule so that you're picking up on times that your audience may be there but you're not necessarily going to be there. Or maybe you've got a speaking event that you are going to attend or that you're going to be presenting at so you're not able to be there yet you want to, to pre-schedule something. And I think what's really beneficial is the fact that you said and, and have done throughout all of the episodes that we've spoken on so far in this series is that it's so important to track and measure what's working for you, what are the best times. We've got this other tool now, twiria.com, and of course all of that really allows us to identify what's being shared, what's being retweeted, what are our audience really in enjoying, and of course then tweeting those either live or of course scheduling them on some of those apps and, and resources that you've shared. So it's so important, isn't it? Oh, it's brilliant. As business owners, we need to know the benefits of our actions. It's not just see what happens. See what happens never works. You know, you've got to track it. You certainly what, do. Yeah. Agreed, yeah? Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, the very beginning when we first started talking about this, you know, both of us mentioned, Keith, that for some people, it's, oh, I don't get Twitter. It's not working for me and so on. Well, you've had a number of ahas across each of the, the series in that it's so important. There's a strategy behind it. There's a plan. There's ongoing measurement. And so, you know, for you, Keith, you might have all of a sudden realized, hey, when I tweet at this time of day, I get more interaction. So then if you find that out, then you know that that's a really great time for you to continue sharing information on, on Twitter. So it's not just a matter of, hey, I'm going to send stuff out. There's strategy behind it. Keith, what will you be talking about in next the next week's episode? I think this is the most important thing about Twitter. What makes Twitter Twitter? Hashtags. 
So we're going to teach you how to use hashtags in Twitter in a mm. sensible way. In a sensible way. And there's three main ways to do that. I'm going to talk about how to use Twitter to get traction, to get more reach, to measure what's going on, and to use it at an event. Yes. And to pick up on what is now being called uh, trending topics. So exciting, exciting times. Exciting for sure. Well, thanks once again, and I cannot wait to learn more about hashtag hashtags. <laughs> I'll see you next week. See you then.